Yo, what up? It's on the lock out. Let's jump into this thing here. I hope all of you guys had a wonderful weekend and that it's going smoothly for you on a day like today, right? What's today? Is Sunday? We we in Sunday? Because I'll be lost out this. You already know. <laughs> yeah, but um, listen, a few days ago, and I'm just going to touch on this real brief and then get into like my current events and all that. There's a lot going on, facts. So I go over to a friend's house, right, that I haven't seen in a long time, right? My dude, Jay. So Irish Jay, by the way. <laughs> so uh, I'm on Ocean Avenue in Brooklyn, right? Flatbush, facts. Shout out to the bush. That being Flatbush, right? Before people get it confused with Bushwick or whatever. So we in Flatbush. And no, no shade towards Bushwick. You feel me? I've been on Bushwick, Nickabaka, all that. Had family on Star. But with that being said, check this out, right? This phone is bugged out. Google just started saying something. These electronic things take, got a life for their own. But anyway... As I'm leaving his house after that, I'm like, yo, I'm out, you know, smooth B flow, right? <laughs> I'm a think I'm thinking I'm about to jump on the iron horse, which is the train, but I'm not. There's no trains running. And me, that I do current events from time to time, you know, the podcast, the whole shabam, right? You would figure I would know. <laughs> What an idiot, war. So there's no trains, bro. Like, at all, at all. I'm like, yo, at all? Like, can I walk, like, 40 blocks and get on a train somewhere? Like, the next train station or wherever. I'll walk. Because I'm a walking dude, bro. I'll walk my little behind on facts. So, not that I never, you know, I drive also. You know, I've driven plenty of times. But I'm on the train. Whatever, right? Well, there was no train at that time at night. That's what happened. And I'm thinking I'm going to take a bus to Manhattan. And then there'll probably be a train there, right? And they're like, no. You're going to, from here, you're going to take another bus that's going to take you where you're trying to go. (laughs) So when I get to the last bus that that's supposed to be like the magic bus that's going to land wherever I had to stop at, that's, at that point in time, I was trying to reach uh, Queens Boulevard, right? Yo, it's crazy, bro. The bus, I think the last one was like at 3 in the morning. And when I decided to finally move and even by the time I waited for the other bus, for the first bus, number number one, it took forever. So then this bus gets there at a certain time, and I think I either missed it or it never came. Bottom line is I had to wait till 5 o'clock in the morning to get on a train that was running regularly. You know what I mean? And this is what's going on in New York. And I don't know how long this is going to go on for, if it stopped now. But God damn. And I've been through things like this before. But thank God that I decided to bring my charger and everything, like, 
something told me, take your charger, because my phone, I think, wasn't fully, fully charged, but I normally just leave like that, right? But I didn't this time. And I was able to plug my phone in on the new uh, the Wi-Fi things that are in Manhattan and all that. And I was there, like, you know, just online, bro, and looking at videos and killing time. You know what I mean? Which wasn't hard for me to do, but God damn, it was like there was nobody out there, like nobody, bro. Like once in a blue, you see like one person and, you know, they lost uh, and gone like a zombie would just pop out of nowhere, like boom. And I was like, damn, bro. But it, it made me think of all the nights that I was really out there. Like there was a time I was out there like running the streets like hard, like real, real hard. You know, I, I laugh at some dudes when they say that they streets. Like, bro, are you really streets, bro? Like, come on, stop, bro. Because I've been in them streets. Like, street streets. Like, the gutter. Like, the slums. Like, I've been in them streets so much and none of glorifying brag. I'm hoping that someone may learn from my experiences in the past. Like, bro, I was in them streets so much, I slept in them streets. So how much more street can you be in that? You know, like, and, and don't get it twisted. I was out there at those times of night, like that day I was thinking, I was like, damn, at this time I was looking for a herb or something to do, but it was never positive. But I always had a positive, like, hope in my mind. Like, I knew that something had to change and something had to be done quick. And look, do not get me confused for one minute. There's been times in my life uh, uh, coming up off of those times, right? Like, there was good times where I was making a lot of money. There was times where I was doing real bad. Like, it happens, right? It's part of the street life. It's part of, like, you want to be a drug dealer. You want to indulge at the same time. You're doing it all. You're trying to be a gangster. You, you're trying to get it. You know, you're trying to do everything at one time, and it doesn't work that way. But in the process where I stood still and changed and decided to change, there's, there's been times that I had fell off, you know, like dipped, dabbed, you know, but I always picked it up quick. Like, all right, like you're slipping. Like it was, it's like a gradual thing or two. Like it becomes fully real. Like, okay, cool. Now I'm not going back there, right? <laughs> and, and, and shit like that. And then when situations like, the one that occurred happens. It just makes you think. Like when I see other people out there, like I feel bad, you know, and I'm like, wow, bro. You know, there's people that really want to change and, and they have no other means or they have no help. And sometimes you just may need like not even $100 like to start looking for a job, take the train. But people say, yo, you don't need money. No, you need some type of money in order to make money. Because even to go to a job interview, you need bread, you know? Anyway, I don't know how we got there, but whatever. So it was a rough fucking day that time. So right now, what's happening is I really want to stop smoking. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> because my voice, like I even try to do like this beatbox sound, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm out of air breath, but it seems like I feel like my fucking tubes in my throat are, like, clogging up. And I couldn't even get out the sound. And I was like, it was like a few minutes ago because I was going to 
to a different beatbox in the beginning. And I was like, wow, bro. I need to stop smoking or I'm going to die. Right? And still, you'll keep smoking and fucking uh, probably come super close to death and probably still smoke again because <laughs> that's happened, right? I don't think I got like super close to death behind smoking, but you, you never know. You know, anything could happen. I know people that stopped smoking and actually passed away after that, so that's scary too. But let me know how you feel about that. The smoking is definitely bad for you, bro. We never promote anything that's bad for you on any of my channels or anything that I do in life. But uh, even when it seems like we glorify, we not. But check this out, bro, right? The jails in New York City, the jails, <clears throat> it's getting crazy, bro. The injuries from inmate violence upped 284% in New York City jails, according to DOC reports. This is crazy. 284% increase in serious injuries. They trying to form new uh, department policies, which change... The de oh, they saying that wow. Well, they they blaming uh of course they always want to blame the mayor in situations like in situations like this, but an increase in serious injuries to a new department policy which changed the definition of serious injuries. Wow. Check this out. <laughs> Slashing and stabbing incidents specifically increased by 16% in DOC facilities, according to the report. The number of assaults on DOC staff, serious injury to staff also increased. The violence comes as the number of inmates at Rikers Island fell by roughly 47% since the start of this physical year. Wow. So check this out. According to the report, the individuals who remained in custody were individuals charged with more serious offenses who are more frequently affiliated with gangs and who are more violent while incarcerated. Come on, bro. Why do they always got to blame gangs? Like, but I get it, though. Rikers Island? Mm, okay. Listen, it's getting crazy, bro. Do not get locked up. If you can't handle being locked up and you're going to be pussy. And, and look, and you don't got to be a pussy. I'm just saying, bro. Because jail is not for no one. But it accepts everyone. And if, it's, if there's one place in the world that there's always going to be a bed available for you 24 hours a day, <laughs> it's Rikers Island, bro. So be easy, little homie. <laughs> Cash App is on the fire. Well, a lot of people have problems with Cash App, right? I'm going to keep it 100. I use Cash App. I love Cash App. 
God bless the dude who invented Cash App. Right about now, a lot of people wouldn't know what to do in this world if it wasn't for Cash App. A lot of us depend on Cash App because we send money through Cash App. Our businesses are ran through Cash App. And it gets crazy. But I was reading this one guy that he had a business and he was using Cash App. And they say not to open like no push notifications and they first drained them like of a hundred dollars or whatever you know and the first name they put out there is Troy Harrison the founder of Cash App you know they blaming him you know and I, I don't know if you could when something gets sometimes things get too big for us and I think that's what happened with Cash App it got a little too big for the knowledge of the individuals who invented it do you get where I'm getting at with this shit here, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, it gets big and it gets out of control and you're like, fuck. Right? But uh, the guy said, uh, hold on, listen, this is how I went here. So this guy, my bad. Troy Harrison is not the inventor of Cash App. So let me let me let me just fix that up, right? I I don't know why that name came to my head because I was looking at something right here at the name of the guy that says he runs his business through Cash App. His name is Troy Harrison. So I apologize for that. But you know us, we official, we raw, we're not gonna edit it, delete it, and all that to make this shit polished up and sound perfect. You're we a rough-edged podcast show that's come to blow buns in America. Boom! <laughs> Can you feel them buns? Can you feel them buns up in the air? What up, though? <laughs> Shout out to everybody, man. Hopefully we don't get banned. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm new here. Sorry. <laughs> so Cash Harrison, right? Fund found the app. He found this app convenient for his business, right? He's a Virginia uh, resident. He noticed a payment to him was suddenly and mysteriously refunded from his account. I pulled up Cash App immediately and I see a $100 drop off, he says, right? Before he could make sense of it, more money disappeared. Shame on you, Cash App. What's up, man? Give this man his money, B. So the problem is this. Then, within about 15 to 20 minutes later, another 202 drops off. Boom! When he say drops off, it's out of his account into somebody else's. I'm figuring that's what the fuck drop-off means, right? Because drop-off to me in the hood means like, yo, you dropping that off, son? <laughs> like, yo, I'm waiting for you to drop that off. You know what I'm saying? So drop-off, yeah, somebody dropped his money off in their pocket or in their account. I get it. <laughs> Smooth way of, all right, cool. <laughs> so anyway, he's tight. You know, I'm, what? 
Bro, there's some people that $202 is all they have. In fact, $2.02 is all they have in their cash app. I've been there. I'm not trying to sound like Big Willie. I'm not here to lie to you. I'm not one of these fake rappers trying to make it. I'm not one of these so-called gangsters from the hood, right? That they, Only they knew they were gangsters in the hood because I never seen them. Nobody else never seen them. They had helicopters, right, and all that, and was landing on people's roofs and all that, right? And giving out bundles at 6 in the morning to everybody. But whatever. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> well, stop it, man. You're killing them, baby. So... This dude is tight. He's like, I'm scared at this point. I can't even find my phone or a phone number to call Cash App. Because Cash App, guys, I know this for a fact because I deal with Cash App. Cash App doesn't have a phone number, bro. And it doesn't have live customer support. You know what I'm saying? You hit Cash App, they get back to you a few days later. So he reached out to Cash App. Let's see what happens. And they, oh yeah, look, exactly what I said. They took about two days to get back to him. Bottom line, he said, he's out of hundreds of dollars and Cash App told him, there is nothing we can absolutely do for you. You need to call Help Me Howard. So in this case, we call, hello? Yeah. May I speak to Warpath? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, we in the building. What's popping? Yo, Cash App, give that dude, Troy Harrison, his money, man. Because we're going to blow you up every chance we get. Just don't mess with my account, please. And hackers, scammers, whatever you uh, want to call yourself, bro. I don't hold a lot of money in Cash App, bro. I hold just enough to get me... Cigarettes and a coffee. So if you want to rob poor little old Warpath out of his cigarettes and his coffee, bro, then go right on ahead and knock yourself out, bro. May God bless you. <laughs> but it's crazy, man. So be careful with Cash App, man. Not The app is good as long as you're transferring money to someone you know. Like if you see a certain message, like I seen the other day they try to play me on Google like, hit it here, take a Cash App survey, and get $750, bro. My dude, if people was giving away $750 for survey, the whole fucking world would be doing surveys. Because somebody tell me where them surveys at? Like, for real, for real, for real? Like, that you've done it already? And I'll be more than willing to keep my little Puerto Rican black ass in my fucking crib and never go nowhere and just fucking... Survey my buns out till they explode. Boom! <laughs> Yo, you know how on my YouTube show, right? And in some of the, I put some of the, I, the actual video content, I turned it into like audio and I put it up on my audio podcast shows. Some from time to time, I try to do it like at least once a week on some of the previous shows that are on the tube or on Twitch or whatever, right? And this dude comments and he's like, fuck, man, I had my fucking volume all the way up. Fuck you, man. <laughs> it was crazy. I could like picture the person literally saying this. And I'm like, bro, 
laugh out loud. I put some shit like some funny comment, and I was like, um, "Did you die though?" Because <laughs> I remember that's like from a movie. <laughs> Whatever you can leave in the comments if you know the movie. Yo, don't forget to download your favorite apps of this show because I might die within the next month. I always say that. I might die this month, bro. Remember, there's money in my head in every fucking borough in New York City. Isn't this public information? This is not something I'm ratting on somebody or I'm I'm six nine in this situation. Or making the feds aware. The feds made me aware. <laughs> Facts. Not only the feds, I was on the train and a dude said, yo bro, what you doing here? I swear to God, bro, it's in the Bronx. By Gun Hero Road. I'm like, what you mean what I'm doing, bro? I'm taking the fucking train. He's like, bro, these dudes got money on your head, bro. I was like, oh, shit, good look. I'll never forget him, bro. Good dude, bro. And I'm like, wow, bro, dudes put money on you for some shit that wasn't even true? Because another little dude or whatever, they lied to you or what? Yo, bro, that's crazy. But that's when it goes, when you did so much wrong that this time you didn't do wrong? A few times I didn't do wrong. And people don't believe you. They believe the other person. Like, he definitely did this. You know what I'm saying? That's weak. That's crazy, though, bro. But here we are in 2020, bro. And I don't know too many hits that go away. So I don't sleep on nobody, bro. I don't forget where I come from, and I don't forget what I did. Because I always say this saying... You could change all you want to change. Keep in mind that other people remain the same. Facts. They don't care that you... In fact, you might be upsetting them more because you're on the radio, you're on iHeart, you're on Spotify, you're on Google Podcasts, you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on YouTube. They like, wow, you're doing big things. They thinking you're a multimillionaire. Like, yo, sky's the limit. They're not even looking at the big picture. You know what I'm saying? They, yo, these dudes are so dumb. I'll try to befriend a dude like me, you know. And I could give two fucks what you do, number one. Let me be realistic. And I'm not trying to start with nobody or nothing. What's dead is dead, whatever. I move on. But I for sure wouldn't be trying to beef with him. But then there's some dudes that you violated them so hard that they're like, nah, bro, when I see him... But, you know, people get YouTube and other things that you're doing in life confused. They think, like, you just, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, you think I, I'm just a square now? Like, I'm, <laughs> But whatever, let's keep it professional. Let's keep it moving. You already know what this is on the lockout. I'm the host, Warpath. Welcome to my show. I love you. This is a show where at times I bring on other guests, but most of the time you're going to hear me at my best <laughs> and still doing my worst no this is the one man show and you know what i like it that way but i do bring guests on i'm gonna have a lot a lot of guests in this month coming just give us some time we're new i can't say we're new but we on new on a lot of major audio podcasts that we're on i can't say that we're new to making content or podcasting because we're not, which actually podcasting was started by one, you know, one person alone. It wasn't like three people in a room. All that shit you see now, the breakfast club and all that. So people think that's a podcast. Kitchen talk. You know, we was out before kitchen talk. We was out before uh 
fucking, what is it, a million dollars worth of game, whatever. And shout out to them, man. I love those guys. You know, I'm not a hater. I respect anybody that come from the gut of the slum and do something. What I dislike is rappers that made it. Like, if you're a super multi-millionaire and now you want a podcast, get the fuck out of here. Leave this lane for us. The real hood, the gut of the slums, bro. But our people are the worst. Those are the dudes you want to watch. The same dudes. Oh, no, no. But get this one. I always say this. You see a lady and a man, because this lady and this man that I know, they got billions, millions, should I say millions, of subscribers, followers. People love them. And you see in the comments, oh, they get high. She's on coke. Bro, so is your mother. I mean, like, so is your aunt. Does anybody say that? So is Lil Wayne. So is uh, T.I. So is Kanye West. So is Joe Button. And respects to them. And I love them guys. I love Joe Button's podcast. But you don't put them down. And it bothers me when Troy Ave talked about called Joe Button or Joe Junkie. I think the word junkie is like very bad. You know, people know my life experiences. And I put my life out there. And I said it myself. So you can't hurt me with nothing I say. Because all that shit that people say, they will not say it in your face. Trust me, bro. Because I was doing something that didn't mean, you know, ask your man what happened to him, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we all, I, I know how to take an L to convert into a W. I've been there. I said those stories. Check out my show, On The Lockout, on YouTube. You'll see it visually. Uh, Warpath gets jumped. Warpath gets to a fight. They pull out a stick on Warpath. All that. So the same way I told the stories where... We was the, the the winners, the on top guys. I said when we was also the ones that got the beats put on. You feel me? And that's what real G's do. But these dudes know nothing never happened to you. But you a gangster? You wasn't a gangster. Because when you're doing gangster shit, gangster things happen. You was a bully. That's why nothing ever happened to you. Because you had beef with punks. I had beef with dudes in Brooklyn, Harlem, Sunset Park, all over... That old, what? <laughs> Some of them just came home for homicides. Facts. But we're not going to get into all that. We're going to keep it professional. We're going to try to stay on that lane. Although, I hope you learn something from what I say because it's never to glorify or testify. It's always to tell you my story in hopes that you learn something because that's not. Look at all them years I threw away on my life, bro. Could you imagine where I would have been if I would have put that same energy into what's happening right now? Podcasting. Content creating. Right? Because although it may seem like a little to me the other day, bro. In fact, yesterday and this morning, I was doing so much thinking and I said, wow, boy, you've done a lot on your own. Nobody told me you need to uh, connect with Spotify. You need to talk to Spotify. You need to connect with iHeart. You need to connect. Nobody told me how to do that. I figured it out on my own. I didn't call nobody and tell them, yo, how do you open up a Google AdSense account to connect my YouTube so I could try to generate an income? How do you make YouTube videos? I just did it. And then along the line, yeah, I looked certain things up myself. You got to learn somewhere. But everything just started falling into place. And I said, boom, I found something. I found a way out. 
right? A frank beats a blank. I'd rather make slow money, but for sure money, than no money or your money. Facts. On Rikers Island, you don't get none of that. You can't even get a hundred dollars. You you're not trying to reach a hundred dollar threshold like on YouTube in order to get paid that month. Facts. I remember the first time that I seen, cause you could see your things, and I'm like, oh shit. Although they may take forever to pay you, but when the when the page does come. It's, it's worthwhile. I've seen a lot of super success stories and open a lot of doors. And not only am I learned this thing, I took it to the hood. I'm going to dudes in the street, and I found myself running the streets. And I'm sorry to get off track, and we're going to get back into it, but I get into a little of that, then a little of me. So I'm not only telling dudes, like, yo, bro, you should leave that game alone. I'm telling dudes, like, yo, bro, I got a better way. Look, I can show you how to do this. But I know dudes want instant gratification. Like, I, I can't I can't pay. I'm not going to give you bread every day while you're making. So I get it. But some of these dudes ain't making shit. you just out there fronting. And if you make $60, $100 a day, you spending it as you hang out. So a lot of dudes that really stay out there like that, hard body, are the ones that are really getting high. Facts. Don't be fooled. They could look pretty, jigged up or whatever. They smoking crack, doing dope. Smoking K2, they out there 24-7. He's not really making no bread. He's making sneaker money once in a blue. Or you have a little come up from something, from some good clientele that came through real quick and he could buy a pair of sneakers. But most of the bread is like to floss and maintain throughout the day while he's out there. But when you're on that island, bro, it's going to burn. Facts. Just keep that in mind. So anyway, with that being said, Uh, yo, one of the kids that has a lot of people fooled, man. Oh, by the way, the IRS is contacting 9 million people, right? And Americans who may qualify for a stimulus check. And guess when they about to do all that shit? Psh, you ain't going to believe it. They about to bust all that down next week. Facts. But. Do you qualify? <laughs> I didn't get one of them shits. I, I, you know what I mean? I don't even deal with that, bro. Stay away. <laughs> Check this out, though. Your boy, 6ix9ine, he's fooling everybody. Facts. So, the 6ix9ine uh, hip house collaboration, right? The dude explains why he regrets it with 6ix9ine, right? And is that he actually got a lot of backlash from his fans, from his... And these dudes have millions of people following them. You need to look this up, right? The dude's name is uh, Thomas... I can't... Whatever, his last name. I'm going to spell it out for you, bro. I, I can't see. It's P-E-T-R-O-U. Or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we from Brooklyn over here. I got a lot of shit on my mind and to think about how to correctly pronounce his name with all respects to him. But anyway, they have a major following, right? And uh, he's saying that he thinks that uh, he's explaining why it might have not been the best idea for him for the uh, 
hip house or for him period for his career right lots of people stop following him and uh a lot of people were outraged man because not only you know the charges that Takashi 69 had and the people that follow him a lot of people watch their shows even with their young ones around and they're like you know we not feeling this dude this dude is talking about he beat his wife this dude is talking about uh pedophile things you know what i'm saying this dude's out there shooting like People think just because people on YouTube, their following be to another level. But Takashi is painting this picture to the people that don't watch these guys. Like, he's winning. And I don't know where people keep getting, like, his album went number one. When I see on Google that it flopped. Am I wrong? And I'm not hating on him. I could care less whether he wins or loses. You know what I'm saying? I, and I don't wish bad on nobody. But I don't wish jail on nobody either. But my thing is this. A lot of people feel that he just went on certain shows to cry victim. And to the point where, you know what? I can't believe that Sarah was fucking my man, bro. You know, and that hurt me, boom, boom. And that that's, you know, like, what about me? You know, and I get it. But at the same time, I don't. But anyway, these people's career may be hurt. Uh, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, the dudes, the dudes that did the, uh, they on YouTube. Uh, yo, what's that kid's name, man? Paul, Paul Rogan. Yeah, Paul Logan, Rogan, whatever the hell. Dumb kids was interviewing them. Their audience too went at them. This, this wasn't like a good idea at all for nobody. On those levels, you know, those, especially them white kids, with all respects to them, you know, uh, Takashi is not appealing to his, to their audience and they have millions of people. So not everyone is, is, is rooting for Takashi, bro, you know, and they're, the dudes, they pulled out the content from their channel, the videos, they took a lot of shit down, a lot of money that was spent, millions of dollars. He tried to go on shows where they had some were not a big following and some where the fans were like, he knew that those were the fans with money. So he went to those people because he could, he could manipulate them because they don't know about the street life like that. Every show that he went to that I seen him do interviews at was where people are not really in tune with the street life. So their audience, their viewers, their family, their YouTube family, as, as I love to call them because they are my family that I've built on my channel and I, I love Lockout family and, and Lockout gang. You already know. Because uh, I don't deal with my immediate family. Uh, some of the people I've met on YouTube and some of these sites have been there more for me and we've been there more for each other than family could ever be and would ever be. For me, I don't even talk to no one from my family. And this is a fact at all, period. So, uh, I've always been more of a loner. Sad, isn't it? <laughs> Poor little warpath. But anyway, 
Uh, yeah, that's the thing, man. Let me know if you know uh, anything about what happened with that, uh, with the hip house uh, uh, content. They said they was taking down most of their content with him. The collaboration sucked. It backfired. They regretted. They lost millions of subscribers. A lot of their followers unfollowed. You know, a lot of their memberships uh not memberships no more. A lot of things, man. He destroyed a lot of friendships. A lot of people were not happy when they seen some people interviewing these. And then what kills me, some of these so-called thugs, these YouTube thugs, the so-called street ones, right? <laughs> They're like, bro, I would like to interview Takashi because I would like to ask him certain questions that no one would dare ask him. That's it. It's not because I'm rioting or because of the fame. But bro, stop fronting, bro. Now you see him going on little interviews and now people are like, I will interview him only because it is. No, you will interview him because that's the way you felt all the time. You felt like, fuck the street code. I will ride with him. He has money. I will interview him. That'll be like my biggest interview ever. And I don't know what to ask him for the peoples. Man, the peoples don't need you to ask nobody. Shit. Just keep doing the content that you're doing. And that's it. One of the ones that said that was Hassan Campbell, right? Because someone pointed it out to me, right? Right now, yes, it was him. He was one of them, but I wasn't specifically talking about him. A lot of people said that, but being that Hassan said it too, yeah, Hassan too, and I and I I fucks with Hassan. I like his show. His shows is pretty good, and I respect everything that he's been through because I, if you watch me from the beginning, from years ago, I've stated that I've went through some things in my life similar to to what Hassan went through, and it's a sad thing. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh. Any form of abuse is bad for a kid, bro. Like, I was a kid being abused. You know what I'm saying? Like, a kid, bro. Whether it's physically, sexually, mentally, or whatever, or or verbally, abuse is never okay. Take care of the children, man. And another thing is we got to stop blaming the youth for everything that's going on in this world. All the murder rates are going up. It's the youth for in Brooklyn. Or it's the gangs, these young dudes, they fucking up the world. No, it's not. It's the OGs for it. It's all you killers, gorillas, and $100 billers that if you ask them, yo, what are you doing for whatever gang, nation, or organization you was down with today? They'll look you in the eyes and tell you, I fell back. Oh, when did you fall back? Well, not a lot of them are going to tell you that the minute they left Rikers Island or State Penitentiary, they dropped their bandana on that bus, bro, and kept it pushing, homie. Facts. So a lot of dudes come through and they just want to be down to smoke cigarettes, eat properly. Once they hit the streets, it's back to being a regular man, back to work, doing whatever he was doing, right? He no longer wants a part of it. <laughs> it's crazy. The dudes want the perks, but they don't want to give nothing back. You know, and if and if you if you know a right way or a better way, then why fall back? You can't blame the youth. They 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 just doing what they saw you do. You went to jail for that, right? Right. They learned it from you. Now it's their turn to go. But you could have came out and told them, look, look, that's not the way, like what I'm trying to do. That is definitely not the way, youngster. And I'm literally saying, 
There's better things to do in life than being out there hurting another black man, another Spanish man, another Puerto Rican man, another brown man, another blood gang member, another Latin King gang member, another Nieta, another GD, another folk, another Crip, or hurting each other like rivalry, gang rivalry, or just beefs and murdering somebody, cold blood shooting, or even hurting someone physically doing bad harm to them. There's better things to do with your life than becoming a pro at hurting other people, bro. Right? And you can hurt other people in a lot of ways, bro. Words sometimes can hurt real bad and can make other people even commit suicide. So you got to watch it because sometimes words is a crazy ill weapon, man. And don't make other people do shit that they you thought they'll never do. I don't know. Just a lot of shit on my mind lately. So when I do these shows, I like to talk because I don't like to waste time. If I stay quiet, I feel it becomes too boring. But then sometimes I can feel like I'm ranting on. But then again, I do this for the ones that love me. For the ones that like to hear that. For the ones that know that some episodes we're going to bug out. Some episodes I might cry. Some episodes I'm going to kick some real shit. And some episodes may not be as good as the other episodes. It's just the part. It's like, it's like, a, it's like an album when it drops. I didn't like that record. The last one was better. That's episodes for you. <laughs> you already know what this is. On the lockout, the hottest show in New York City. Let's get it. Brooklyn, we in the building. Sunset. God bless. Rest in peace, Meg. Rest in peace, Aloe. Rest in peace to everyone who's passed away worldwide. And rest in peace to everyone who's passed away in Sunset Park. Sunset, I carry you in my heart. Always my home for life. PR, we in the building. You already know. Gang shit, Warpath on the lockout. Let's go.